This is our last week of 1 John. I know somebody needs to say amen. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> uh, we've been in this series for quite a while, and I've really enjoyed uh, this series, Live Like Jesus, 1 John. And today we're going to be in 1 John chapter 5. So if you have your Bible or you have your device, please turn there now. And uh, we're going to talk today course our series is first john live like jesus we're going to talk today a little bit about renewing our confidence in god renewing our confidence in god first john chapter 5 beginning at verse 14 the bible says this right off the bat so you might want to underline this word here but it says now this is the confidence the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we asked of him. If anyone sees his brother sinning, a sin which does not lead to death, he will ask and he will give him life. For those who commit sin not leading to death, there is a sin that leading to death. I do not say that we should pray about that. All unrighteousness is sin, and there is sin not leading to death. We know, verse 18, that whoever is born of God does not sin, but he who has been born of God keeps himself, and the wicked one does not touch him. We know that we are of God, and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we are in him who is true, and his son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Renewing our confidence in God. If you have confidence in someone or something and you lose that confidence in someone or something, it could be a good thing, could be a bad thing, could be major, could be minor, uh, you know, it could affect you. Maybe it doesn't affect you if you lose confidence in yourself or maybe confidence in someone else. But if you lose confidence in God, it will affect your life. It will affect your walk. It will affect, affect your deliverance. It will affect your healing. It will affect your vocabulary. If you lose confidence in God, it will affect your success. If you lose confidence in God. And so John is reminding us here that we are not to lose confidence in God. Amen? So this series talks about living like Jesus. You know, Jesus, when he walked the earth, was a man that walked in confidence. He walked in authority. He walked in a sense of, I know in whom my trust lies, and that is the Father. And I know that I can be successful and I will be successful. I'm not talking about an arrogance or a cockiness, but I'm talking about a confidence that Jesus had when he walked the earth. And back in chapter 2, it says that, listen, if we say that we are in him and he is in us, then we ought to, what, live like him. And so if we live like him, we have to walk and move and be in confidence and in authority. Come on. I'm going to, again, I'm not going to keep you long, but I'm going to inundate you with some scriptures this morning. 
that really undergird what God wants us to hear today. It's for all of us today. Amen. Confidence in God. If we're going to move forward, listen, if you're going to be successful in life, what did the Lord tell Joshua? He said, keep this book of the law in your mouth. Never let it depart. Observe to do all, all, all that is written therein. And then you will make your way successful. You will make your way prosperous. You will do that by following the, the things that I put out before you. And so we have to have a confidence in what God has told us. Let's look at some confidence scriptures. First of all, 1 John back in 2.28 says this. And now, little children, abide in him. You might want to just jot down these scripture references. You can go back to them later. Now, little children, abide in him that when he appears, we may have confidence and not being ashamed before him at his coming. I'll tell you what this means. I won't go into this too much, but this is saying that when he appears, we don't need to be ashamed before him because he has made us righteous. We don't have to be ashamed about the things that we've done in life, the shortcomings that we've had, the failures that we've had. Why? Because God has not imputed sin unto us, but he has imputed righteousness unto us. Thank the Lord. And no matter what we've done, we know it's not an excuse to sin. What did Paul say? God forbid. God forbid that we take advantage of his grace. However, you have an advocate with the Father. And no matter what you've done in life, God still loves you. We talked about it today. God's love is set upon you. And you don't have to be ashamed before him at his coming. 1 John 3.21 says, Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. It's so saying that you, you know when you do something wrong or when you fall short. Listen, your heart will condemn you. Come on, your conscience will start talking to you. You know that wasn't right. And we need to get it right. You know when you're in a situation that's not quite right, and you know you need to get it right. Come on. We know that. A lot of times we don't need people telling us this is not the, the way you're living is not the right way to live. What you're doing is not the right thing to do. You know that. It's just a matter of coming before God and saying, God, I'm tired of living like this. Help me. Save me. Change me. What do I need to do? Come on. If our heart doesn't condemn us, we can have a confidence before him. 1 John 4, 17, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have a boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Whew, that is a strong statement. I know that we're just going through some scriptures here, uh, sort of an exhortation today. But this one, if you don't do anything else, underline this one, circle it. Circle this one. Love has been perfected among us that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Why? Because as he is, so are we in this world. Do you understand the implications of that statement that the Holy Spirit is making through John to us? Just as creative as God is, just as overcoming as God is, just as prosperous and healthy and delivered, come on, as God is, just as loving as God is, so are we right now because his love is perfected in us now where we trip up is we don't always walk that out we don't always act like what we are i'm telling you this morning that's what you are if you have given your life to the lord jesus if you have confessed with your mouth the lord jesus 
and you believe that in your heart, that he died on the cross and rose again on the third day, then I'm telling you that God is for you and he is not against you. And I'm telling you that this is you. So are we in this world. And then what we're getting to today is 1 John 5, 14. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Anything that we ask according to his will, he hears us. And just like a loving father, come on, he answers us. He blesses us, answered prayers. God promises that to us. And we're talking about this confidence. There's four kind of confidences I just want to touch on very briefly this morning. First one is self-confidence. Now, you can have a self-confidence, and I want to tell you that the world will tell you that self-confidence is a good thing. And I will tell you that, yeah, self-confidence is a good thing as it is juxtaposed to, uh, you know, self-debasing or having a less-than attitude sort of thing. You know, having your head down, being depressed and discouraged. And so we don't want to be that way. And so when we look at it that way, in that light, self-confidence is a good thing. But I'll tell you where self-confidence can trip us up is that when we have confidence in ourselves apart from God, when we just believe we can do this thing without God and we go on our way and try to do it, no prayer, come on, no checking in with the Lord. What am I, am I supposed to be doing this, God? David checked it out with God. He said, listen, God, shall I go up and overtake them? God said, go up and overtake them. Now he can have confidence, no doubt. Battle's already won. All I have to do now is walk it out. But if he would have went up there without God, without checking in, come on, he would have been defeated. See, self-confidence comes into play when we can, when we can use the scripture in Philippians 4.13. I can do all things. Stop right there. I can do all things. I can do all things. I can do all things. If we stop there, if that becomes a period and not a comma, we are going to fall flat on our face. We are going to be discouraged. Come on. We are going to be disappointed. We are going to quit. We're going to fail. We're going to give up. But if we add the comma and keep reading through Christ, and here's where, here's where I like the King James Version of that scripture. I mean, I love reading a lot of other versions of Scripture because it gives us a, a lot of different, uh, you know, sort of, uh, it puts it in a different light for us and we can understand. You know, I know the King James has the thus and the thou and the peradventure and the upbraideth and all of, those, all of those words that no one ever uses. So I understand why we look at some different versions. But for this particular instance, I like the King James Version because it says, I can do all things through Christ, which, which. See, other versions say who. And who is correct and which is correct? But who gives us the impression that it's the man, Jesus Christ? But actually, which? It's the Holy Spirit. It's the anointing of God. I can do all things with the anointing of God on me, with his spirit, the spirit of God. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Spirit of God strengthens me. And so if his spirit is living in you, well, the scripture is very plain. I can do all things. There is nothing you cannot do. If another man can do it, you can do it. Come on, if someone else can do it, you can do it. 
if it's in God's will. We just read that. If it's God's will, there is no shortcoming in your life that will keep you from, uh, from, from fulfilling your purpose. People talk about this word, and I tell this to you, uh, Dr. Lee, and those of you in college and, and, and in roots, and, and really for all of us, no matter if you're 5 or 85, we need to remember this. People talk about this word potential, that you have great potential. Oh, young Angie, she has great potential. You know, Brother Chris, he has such great potential. Let me tell you something this morning. Forget about the word potential. Set it down. I know, it's a little quiet because you want the rest of that. Forget about potential. Take potential out of your vocabulary and insert purpose. Because God has given you a purpose to fulfill. Yes, you have potential, but forget about trying to fulfill potential. Worry about the purpose that God has for you. Because if you walk toward the purpose that God has for you, the anointing of God is there. The power of God is there to undergird every step that you take. And you will accomplish that thing. And now it's not about what could be potential. Now it's about purpose. Come on, I don't know about you, but that just gets me excited when I talk about purpose of God. And so we can have self-confidence if, we, if, we, if, it's, if it's based on that scripture. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. That's where our self-confidence comes in. We need to remember that. Second kind of confidence is overconfidence. Come on. I don't have to really explain much with this one. But you know, if you're overconfident, you will also get disappointed real quick. When an overconfidence is you feeling like you can do something that you may not be anointed or purposed or empowered to do. We know it in sports very often. We see, we see when a, a team or a player is overconfident. Come on, they get, they, I like the phrase, they get their hat handed to them. Like the Miami Heat, yeah. And Brazil, anybody watch soccer? Brazil got their hat handed to them. <laughs> but they weren't overconfident. They were, actually, they were the opposite. They were self-debasing. I think they should have been a little more confident, sister. But when you're overconfident, that causes us to fail. And then what happens is when we do fail, we're so disappointed. Because your, your confidence was misplaced. It was placed in the wrong thing. Overconfidence really gets into, uh, you know, this thing that where we, we, I call it presumption, where we just presume. And we should never be presumptuous with God. It's like a slap in the face to him. You ever had somebody be presumptuous with you? It's just like them taking you for granted. You've had that before, right? That's what it is. Don't be overconfident. Another type of confidence is people confidence. Now, let me say something to you about this one. I think we should be confident in people. We should be confident in our spouse. We should be confident in our friends, our best friends. We should be confident in our, uh, our, our, our fellowshipping and our, our people at church and people in our family and our, our coworkers. We should be confident. But when all of, your, all of your confidence is thrown into people confidence, I want to tell you that you are going to be highly disappointed. And I'm not making an excuse for people, for you or I, but what I am telling you is that we're human beings and we will, and I'm not prophesying, but I'm saying we will disappoint each other. Come on. I mean, if you've been around for a while, you'll realize that. We disappoint each other. We just do. And so when all of your confidence is in a person, now all of a sudden you have a hang-up, not the other person, 
because you're the one that's setting yourself up for disappointment. Now listen, I'm not telling you that you shouldn't be confident in others, but I'm telling you don't throw all of your confidence in them. Here's what I'm saying. You have to walk with grace. You have to walk, not that you expect somebody to do something wrong, but you have to walk being prepared to forgive. Come on, that's what I'm talking about when I talk about people confidence. Be prepared to forgive. God is. And then fourth, and this is the one we need to have, is God confidence. We have to have it. All of our confidence should be in God. When our confidence is in him because of the greatness of God, because of his strength. We read it this morning. Why should we have God confidence? Because what? He's awesome. Come on. He's mighty. He's wonderful. God is more than we ever knew or will ever know. He's unsearchable. He forgives. God is long-suffering. And God has set his love upon us. We must have confidence in God. Now, let me just throw some confidence scriptures at you. I told you I was going to give you a lot of scriptures this morning. You might jot some of them down. We're just going to go through them very quickly here. But we have to have a confidence in God, and we have to have a confidence in his word. And I'll tell you why. It's because of this. Proverbs 3.26, for the Lord will be your confidence. He will keep your foot from being caught. Listen, when you feel discouraged, you feel like I just can't do it, listen, you rely on God. The Lord will be your confidence. I mean, because what happens is we start comparing ourselves to other people. Well, you know, Brother Keith is much bigger than me. You know, Sister Jody is much smarter than me. You know, so-and-so is much faster than me. They, can, they know accounting. And that, you know, Dr. Lee, she does this. And, you know, when you start comparing yourself to other people, you start seeing your shortcomings. But what God is saying to us today is don't compare. I have not given you a purpose of comparing yourself to other people. I have set your bar and your purpose right here, and it has nothing to do with what anybody else does or accomplishes in their life. You shoot for this, not that person. Did you get that? You shoot for what I put your bar at. Don't shoot for what somebody else is doing. We must have our confidence comes from God, not from comparing ourselves to other people. Ephesians 3.12, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. We must believe it. We must confess it. Psalms 118, 7 through 9, the Lord is for me. Somebody say, the Lord is for me. Come on, say that again. The Lord is for me. We must believe that. God is for you. He's not against you. God is for you. The Lord is for me among those who help me. Therefore, I shall see my desire on those who hate me. It is better to trust the Lord than to put confidence in man. Come on. Proverbs 14, 26. In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence and his children will have a place of refuge. 2 Samuel twenty two thirty three. 33, God is my strength and my power. He makes my way perfect. God is my strength and my power. He makes my way perfect. Psalm 91, 2, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him, I will put my trust. Philippians 3, 3, I love this one. For we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit. Rejoice! in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. You see some shortcomings in your flesh? 
guess what? It doesn't matter. I don't have any confidence in this thing anyway. My confidence is in God and him working through me. Hebrews 3, 6. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm to the end. Hebrews 3.14, for we have become partakers of Christ. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end, don't waver, don't falter. Have confidence no matter what these lying eyes sometimes see. Come on. Have confidence in God. He's done it before. He's doing it now, and he will do it again. Hebrews 10.35, therefore do not cast away your confidence. Why? Because your confidence has great reward. Don't cast it away. Hold fast to it. And Isaiah 57 says, For the Lord God will help me. He will help you. Therefore, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I will not be ashamed. I will not be ashamed. Why? Because God's confidence is working through me. Come on, his confidence is working through me. Saints, God has set his confidence upon you. He set his love upon you. He's filled you with his spirit. And now, listen, not only can we have confidence, but I want to tell you the other side of this thing is we have no excuse. Because God has given us everything we need to be successful. I remember playing football when I was, when I was young. And I was never the biggest guy on the team. And... Uh, but I loved football. Football was my sport. I mean, I watched it uh, day and night, you know, still do, you know, to some extent. Uh, I've gotten better, but, I, you know, I watched it. I mean, NFL, college, you know, I played in high school and all those things. And I remember playing uh, in Little League and junior high and in high school. And, and when, we, when I played football, we would go and we put on uh, shoulder pads, you know, to protect your shoulders. And then, you know, we had a chest. Our shoulder pads had a chest pad on it that came around. And some would even uh, wear, you know, like a midsection pad. And we had on hip pads. And we had on what we call a butt pad, you know, that protected this piece here, right? And uh, we, had on knee, we had on thigh pads. And we had on knee pads. And then we had on cleats. And so we were all padded up. And then after you did all that and you came out like this, then you put on a helmet. And then after that, you put in a mouthpiece. And so you were already, you were protected from head to toe. And after you had all that on, my coach would tell me, now go hit somebody. And the whole point, and I know sometimes the ladies, you know, are like, well, I don't understand. But it's a guy thing. You just got to understand, you know, we just, we like that kind of stuff, you know, hitting each other, you know, and that type of thing. And then getting up saying, good one, man. You know, it's just, it's a guy thing. And so we would, you know, we would go out there and I loved playing football. And it didn't matter. The biggest guy could have the ball coming around the corner. Man, I'd go after him and, and tackle him and do all that. And my coaches noticed that about me. And they said, you know, you're not the biggest guy in the world. But, uh, boy, you have, uh, you know, you have something in you that, uh, you know, you just don't back down. You don't shrink back. And they told me, whatever you do in life, always have that confidence. And what I, what I took from that is one of my coaches told me, he said, now, listen, here's what I want to tell you. He said, there, you can get hurt playing football. I mean, it's just a fact, you know, a fact. You can get hurt. He said, but I want to tell you, more people get hurt. And, Bobby, you may know this. I don't know if you've ever played football. But more people get hurt when they go out there on a football field and they shrink back. You know, and a guy's coming at you and you shrink back and just kind of, you know, that type of thing. Those kind of guys get hurt. Most of the time when guys just go at it, 
they hit each other, fall back, and get up and say, good one, man. You know, and so he said, don't shrink back. Don't shrink back. Go out. You have a better chance of getting hurt by shrinking back than you would if you just go out and play. Why? Because you have all of the equipment that you need on. Well, here's what I want to tell you, and I'll just leave you with this today. Here's what I want to tell you. Oh, and you can go ahead and come on up if you don't mind. Play me a little confidence music uh, as we're going to pray today. Here's what I want to tell you. God has given you all of the equipment that you need. Come on, you put on the whole armor of God. Well, before you go out on the field, he's given you the breastplate of righteousness. He's given it to you. Come on now. Your feet are shod with the peace of God. Come on, somebody. And then before you go out and hit somebody, you got the helmet of salvation. And so you have everything you need. And I'll tell you, just like that coach told me, don't shrink back because you have all the equipment that you need to succeed in life. Now go hit somebody. <laughs>